Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Crane. I'm Joseph Patrick. Every once in a while, I like to meet with industry professionals over a cup of coffee and see how things are going in the logistics world. Today, I get to speak with a very fascinating man. He was born in Germany, but now lives in Shanghai, China. He's Crane's business development director, Marco Reichel. How are you, Marco? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for joining us for uh, Coffee with Crane. How are things with Shanghai? It's a pleasure. Oh, everything um, loosens up here in Shanghai. It's pretty much better than before. <laughs> That's good to hear. What do you say we jump right into the questions, Marco? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Well, from what I hear, you know a lot about rail freight. Tell me, why do you think rail freight movements between Europe and China are so important today? Yeah, I started to uh, implement or develop the rail freight um, back in 2018 when I joined Crane. And um, I think rail freight is a pretty viable option between air freight and ocean freight between Europe and China. Um, while, while air freight is quite costly and, and uh, pretty expensive for the, for the shippers and the consignees, ocean freight um, it takes a long lead time and rail sits right in between with 16 to 18 days of transit time. Um, I think it it's might, uh, might be a very good ground alternative. Sounds like a really good alternative to me for sure. Next question, uh, do you see any kind of impact on the current worldwide pandemic situation for the rail freight sector? Uh, since borders have not been closed uh, between uh, Europe and China, so we do not see any impact in the transit. Um, however, um, PPE equipment now um, has been moving from, from air freight down to, to rail freight as the warehouse stocked up already in, in Europe. So we see a higher demand in, in rail freight, that for sure. Um, if you compare last year's figures from May, I think nowadays we are running more than 1,000 trains, which is almost double the volume from May 2019. So um, it's, it's pretty much demanding now. Um, it can be congested at some times. We expect currently a two to three days delay based on the transit time. Wow, so uh, demand is up, but so is traffic, huh? It is. All right, so what are the, the main benefits of shipping on rail? Is it the speed? Is it the available space? Tell us, what, what's the benefits there? Um, actually a mix of both, I would say. Um, since the, the availability and the demand um, is going up, but also goes the supply up. So um, the operators, they announce more and more rail connections to Europe, they, they speed up um, and what we what we see based on the current situation, while ocean freight has many blank sailings, we have still capabilities on rail and we have still space on rail. And then on the second time, um, Russia also eases up restrictions based on transit products like milk powder or certain food products, which can also benefit definitely the, the current situation and uh, brings the cargo more on rail than it brings on ocean at the moment. Um, if you If you look into ocean freight on the eastbound. I think um, we are moving more and more on the east and uh, westbound, but eastbound has definitely also a um, benefit on the price-wise because we are currently seeing that eastbound um, is subsidized even more and eastbound seems to be uh, cheaper than ocean freight at the moment. Well, speaking of subsidies, uh, right now we know there's a lot of subsidies in place. Uh, when do you think China's subsidies are going to end? And uh, let me add to that. Uh, do you know if the subsidies are going to continue or increase? So um, last year in October 2019, it was said that the subsidies are going to decline um, shortly and, and step after step. However, due to the current situation, uh, we see China tries to restart the economy. So we do not see a huge impact on the subsidies and on the rate especially. 
So um, rates still stay um, relatively stable. Um, we see a slight decrease um, on the eastbound, but we see an, an increase on the westbound, but this could be also a normal demand habit. Um, I think after the, the COVID disruptions, um, subsidies will decline more and more. And um, it is said that by 2022, the subsidies will uh, disappear from the market. And what we need to be by then or where we need to be there by, by then is definitely that um, rail needs to be a viable option for everyone. We need more volume on rail by then. So that's something good to look forward to, a light at the end of the tunnel. From about 2022, as far yes. as we know right now. <laughs> Exactly. So are there, are there uh, any real risks to moving cargo between uh, China and Europe on rail? Well, there are still some, uh, some goods uh, sanctioned by, by Russia or by Kazakhstan as well as uh, China. So, for example, dangerous goods are um, not allowed on rail at the moment because um, China doesn't allow to move, uh, to move these cargo on rail. Um, other than that, I would say it's pretty much the same as for ocean freight. The terminals are um, equipped with security, CCTV, uh, we have normal fences, so there is, there is not much difference. One of the um, bigger challenges we have is usually the temperature, because um, it can be um, quite a difference between China and Russia, while it is uh, pretty warm or pretty hot in China. It can be freezing cold in, in Russia, so this can have an impact on certain products, but it really depends. I'll leave it to the, the weather to throw a monkey wrench into the works, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I guess to, to sum up, uh, rail is fast, it's reliable, there's a lot of room, it's secure, uh, pretty much a clear winner. Is there anything else uh, you want to tell us about rail freight? Well, one of the things um, what we believe currently is, is going is um, that the um, supply chains are going to restructure in the near future because many people have seen um, many disruptions on their supply chain, especially the automotive industry with just-in-time deliveries. So um, they will definitely watch the just-in-time deliveries more closer. And I think rail can be a very good option uh, to reduce uh, transit times um, and uh, reduce also inventory stock holdings. Um, which then obviously can can save a certain amount or decent amount of money as well. That's amazing. I mean, if, if we ever have any more questions about rail, I'm coming to you. <laughs> that's all there is. <laughs> Marco, that's, I'm afraid, all the time we have for Coffee with Crane today, but I really want to thank you for taking time out and, and meeting with us today. And I'd like to invite you back to, like I said, talk more about rail, uh, if that's okay with you. Of course. Hey, uh, you take care over there in Shanghai, all right? Thank you. You take care. I will. And thank you for joining us for another Coffee with Crane. I'm going to go freshen up my cup right now. Keep your eyes out for another episode of Coffee with Crane. Bye-bye now.